From born in the USA to death to my hometown, this is you, Spring and Springsteen, on my bean. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll. Um. Um. Music. Um. Um. When you clear your throat and yeah. be honest. And uh, how, how many times do I do it? An hour? Can I finish my question? Oh, sure. I'm so sorry. Thanks. I'm going to start over. Okay. When you clear your throat and be honest, do you go, <clears throat> or do you go, huh, hum? Can I ask follow-up questions or? Yes. What is the purpose of me clearing my throat? Is it to relieve myself of mucus or is it to get someone's attention? Well, I think that when you clear your throat, uh, it can only be to relieve yourself of mucus. Otherwise, you're not clearing your throat. You are just getting someone's attention, right? By clearing my throat. By clearing that your throat. That is a means of getting someone's attention. Yeah, but it's not a sincere clear. It's more of a... <laughs> is this an episode of sincere clear? Absolutely. How can there be any sin in sincere? Where is the good in goodbye in goodbye? Hey everyone, welcome to Sincere Clear. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about clearing our throats. Uh, which, and whether or whether, not. Whether to, to using that to get someone's attention mm -hmm. is a sincere clear. I I don't I I personally sincere clear or insincere clear, I don't think that matters. I think it still counts as clearing one's throat because otherwise you would call it something different. You don't think it matters whether it's a sincere clear or not. In order to label it as clearing one's throat, what why would it not have a different name if it didn't if 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 in order to get someone's attention like you can get someone's attention in a lot of different ways you can say Psst. you can say hello boys you can wave hello, your boys. <laughs> you can Wait. wave your arms you can be like hey sailor you can say hey come here come here come here come here come here yeah or but, you can go <clears throat> but those are very direct means of getting someone's attention a <clears throat> as a way of getting people's attention isn't as direct. It's a dishonest way of getting attention. <laughs> dishonest or not dishonest, you just it's said it was clearing your throat. It's you you couldn't call it a different name, so that means it is clearing your throat. Well, in a sense, it is clear. If I if I m move my legs in a circular motion, I can say that means I'm riding a unicycle right no, now. No, but means, I'm not actually. Riding no, but you are. You are pedaling your legs. Sure. And uh, you you pedal your legs when you're on a unicycle. Obviously, we all do every day. Everybody, as a means of getting around town, sure. pedals a unicycle. Of course. Did you ever try to learn how to ride a unicycle? I think I did. I once. did too. It's super hard. Uh, although I got the the hang of it after a while. No, really? Yeah, because you like put your you put your legs uh, on the outside of the spokes on like the nuts 
of it, the unicycle. You put your legs on the nuts of the unicycle, like on the nuts that are holding the the uh, the the wheel into the the spokes. You put you you put your legs on the outside of those, okay. in order to like boost yourself up, okay. And then you hop onto the seat from there. Don't they have like little, uh, like st- steps in the, not steps, but little um, foot grabs there, rather than just stepping on the, the I, nuts. At least the, the one that I had. Let, let me look up a picture of unicycle. What should I enter in order to optimize my time? Picture. Um, do you step? Well, why? Um, just unicycle plus picture. Step on nuts. Step on. See what you get. (laughs) Okay. When you Google step on nuts. Step on nuts. Okay. Well, okay. Now this is a very tall unicycle, and this one does have two steps, or at least one step. No, I think it has two, but one must step on the nuts first Hmm. in order to get up to that first step. But I I would imagine they've augmented that that. uh, No, check it out. Small. This is a stock photo. This is uh, look. There's 1,787 unicycle stock photos, free and royalty free stock photos. We oh, got, we, we don't have do to something. pay for these. We got to do something with oh, these. Yeah, let's go for it. Should we? What, what should we do? Should we start a blog? Let's start a blog and then make a movie based on the blog. Yes. About, it's it's all all unicycles. That's right. And unicycle uh, culture enthusiasts. It's kind of yeah. like uh, the do- dogs of Z Town or Lords of Z Town. What were they? Lords or dogs? D- uh, dogs. Of- I think this is an episode of What Were They? Lords or Dogs? Yep. Hey everyone, welcome to What Were They? Lords or Dogs? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And there's a lot of situations one might be in where one would wonder. What is this, a lord or a dog? Yeah, particularly um, when you're in the UK and you are a dog and you're trying to address other dogs. Yeah, and then suddenly a lord walks by. Right. You're like, and, and here's part of the problem. What is dog spelled backwards? Whoa. Here's where the confusion lies. G-O-D, guys. G slash D. Well, you know, I I have a dog. I have two dogs. Does that mean I have two gods? Who knows? Who two knows? lords. Two lords. Yeah, maybe they're... Um, what were they, though? Lords of Z-Town? This is fun. Uh, uh, dogs of dogs of Z-Town. Do- Dogtown and Z-Boys. That's what it was. Right, but then there was a different movie that was... Really? Either the documentary it was based on or the narrative that... It was, oh, there was a narrative based there on... There was a the, narrative and uh, a documentary. Yeah, I don't know. Should I look it up? Am I allowed no, to look it up? I don't. Th- I don't no. think we need to. Did we have? By the way, I gotta. I gotta know. Did we ever find out was Lance Henriksen's species? I still don't. Okay, we got to go to that have show. Any idea. Hey everyone, this is was Lance Henriksen and Species. This is Scott, and this is Scott. So we still don't know if Lance Henri- Henriksen was in Species. I Think we know this yet? Weird. Um, okay, is there any way of finding out? Yeah, but we're not allowed to look it up. Right. We're not allowed to watch the movie. We're not allowed to look it up. Yeah. We're not allowed to ask Scott Glenn, who we don't even know if he's in Species. Wait, this is the other show. Yeah. <laughs> 
everyone. Welcome to With Scott Glenn and Species. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Now, I would love to ask Scott Glenn if Lance Henriksen was in Species. Me too. But we're not allowed to ask Scott Glenn if he's right. in Species. Because that would be the source where you know you would get a straight answer. There, and I look, do I wish there was some sort of like Scott Glenn website, scottglenn.com? Yeah. Actually, let me look up scottglenn.com. Um. So we tried talking. We talked to four hundred four. Not found. Can you imagine being Scott Glenn but, but and I don't and not we, not purchasing scottglenn.com? Was Lance Henriksen in four hundred four? Not found. Oh, this is another show entirely. Oh my god. Hey everyone, welcome to Was Lance Henriksen in 404 Not Found? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're trying to figure out, look, what do we even know Lance Henriksen from? He was in uh, Aliens. Sure. He was uh, in Alien. I think he, he was in Time Cop. I think he had that show that Chris Carter, Millennium. That's right. He was in oh, wait, he was he a was, bu- he was bunch in of badass He was in stuff. Species, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Stop okay. it. We got to go. Bye. Bye. Anyway, Scott Glenn. Not allowed. Would love to talk to him about this. Scott, if you're listening and we know you are. Reach out. We would say reach out, but we're not allowed to talk to you. We're not allowed to talk to you, but but a one-sided conversation. Sure. You can, if you can pass this information to us somehow, uh, subliminally or or otherwise, I would love to know. Were you in species? And then he could just write it in a, in a letter and send it. Sure, because we're there, there's no rule that says we can't read a letter by Scott. No, Glenn. we just can't talk to him. That's right. We're, we're, written communication is on the table. It's fine. Write to us. Let us know if you were in species. Uh, and then if you were, or even I guess if you were not, let us know. Well, that's our other show. Bye. <laughs> Anyway, so Scott, we need Scott Glenn to reach out to us about this issue. Yeah. Because was Lance Henriksen in Species? We don't know. Okay, so we'll just wait for Scott Glenn to reach out, and then we'll be able to uh, solve yeah. this problem and end this podcast. Okay, and we'll, and we'll talk about it on the next episode after he does. Absolutely. Okay, bye. Bye. And anyway, I forget what show this was. This was but, Dogs or Lords. Oh, Dogs or Lords, yeah. So, uh, 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 am I? I'm not allowed to look it up. Fuck, it's bu- it's bugging me though. It was Dogtown, Dogtown and Z Boys. Dogtown and Z Boys. But then there was another. I think it was the Lords of Dogtown. The narrative was Lords of Dogtown. I, I think you're right. One of them was Lords of Dogtown. Well, Dogtown and Z Boys was the doc. That so was the Lords doc, of Dog yeah. Dogtown must be. The I one. saw them backwards. By the way, I saw the narrative. Oh, really? And thought it was really good. I never saw that. And then Heath Ledger, um, others, and uh, was interested in the story, then found out it was a doc and went backwards to the doc. And so thusly, I thought both were good. Whereas if you saw the doc first, I bet you would go like, why do they even need to? Yeah, that's why I never saw it is because I saw the doc and it was, it seemed like enough. But we can agree. We think it's Lords of Dogtown. I believe so. Okay, bye. Bye. Huh.
Good to hear from some old friends. Yeah. Went three deep there. <laughs> like usual for you. That's right. <laughs> when you have sex three times. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, guys, welcome to You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. And a lot of activity on this episode. This is our season finale. That's right. And we, a lot we have to cover. Um, first off, a little sp- Springo news. Um, there is a new Netflix documentary, speaking of documentaries, uh, releasing in a couple weeks on January 29th about how We Are the World came together and Bruce and another guy are in the trailer for it. Bruce and another guy. Another guy we used to do a show about. Huey Lewis? That's right. Oh, cool. So wait, it's a whole doc a whole on- documentary on We, we Are, Are the, the World. World. Oh, that's I hope fantastic. they cover the sign above the door. What did the sign say? Leave your egos at the door. Remember? It did? Yeah. Got it. Quincy remember. put that up there and was like, it's a famous sign. I don't remember that at all. That's cool. Do you think they'll spend like, what, 45 minutes or an hour on Michael Jackson and the the allegations? Uh I would imagine that most of the footage that they're able to kind of round up was probably of and about Michael Jackson since he was right. the biggest star in the world at the time. And the and he was kind of the lead character in the... Yeah. I remember him being by far the reason everyone was interested. Yes, in. exactly. I just saw the, the MJ the musical, by the way. Uh-huh. How is that? I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Although they do, they do reference it. It's, they do not. They do. It's they strange. Do. It's strange that they got the rights to do this from the Michael Jackson. How do they state. reference it? They they obliquely reference it, but I don't know. Anyway, it's it's a weird. It's a it's a strange thing. I would imagine it's quite strange, whether it's mentioned or not. Yeah. it is a strange thing to be. He is he he is portrayed as a troubled character, but not as troubled as as he was. As he was, yes, <laughs> hard to do. Anyway, back to Bruce. Uh, I'll watch the thing just to see like Bruce walk in the door and go, "Hey everybody!" Yeah, it was, I, it's ripped jean vest. Did he have that? In what the, line did he sing? Do you remember? God, I don't remember. It was right in the smack dab in the middle of "Born in the USA" era, so he was bandana and yeah, he jeans, was full just jean jacket. He'd started working out. Um, I forget what uh, what lyric he wrote. Got we me. are the world lyric. I'm going to look that I don't up. remember that at he, all. He sang, okay, here's what he sang. Uh, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes. It's quite a group. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, uh, Stevie Wonder, I said. Okay, Bruce Springsteen. We are the world. He sang the chorus. There's a choice we're making. Yeah, we're saving our own lives. I think he sang that. There's a choice we're making. That sounds right. That sounds great. <laughs> we're saving our own lives. Yeah, Man. that sounds really good. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Anyway, so. When does that come out? Uh, as previously discussed, January 29th. When did we discuss this? When I introduced the entire topic. Oh, I see. I mentioned it was coming out in a couple of weeks, and then I got, I drilled down, was very specific. And regarding said January the 29th. I certainly did. Wow. <laughs> Did you watch the Wham documentary? Mm-hmm. Of course we did. Who are we? Who are you talking to? We're yeah. musicologists here. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I believe we've mentioned this on the show. I think before. we must have. Um, anyway, that was that's a little Springo news. 
But um, more than that, Adam, yeah. it is our season finale. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about the album Letter to You, and we're going to go through our um, ranking of all of Springo's albums, hmm. uh, barring the, uh, the his most recent, because we haven't covered that one. But um, more than that, I think the season finale is a good opportunity to go over our list of demands. Oh, okay. Because we started this show not asking, because I guess demanding uh, uh-huh. an interview with Bruce Springsteen. Right. We've interviewed everyone that we've covered. We've interviewed, uh, other than I guess Stained, um, but we've we've interviewed uh, the 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 gentlemen, the lovely uh, lads from Liverpool themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh too. Hugh too. Uh, we also interviewed uh, three quarters of the band Hariam. Hariam. And spoke to the other quarter backstage at a show. That's right. Um, that was so fun. That was great. Uh, we spoke to Huey Lewis. Huey, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. <laughs> and of course, uh, we, uh, we not only uh, met uh, Jerry Harrison's son, but we met Jerry Harrison, which I know this is an episode of I Met Jerry Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to I Met Jerry Harrison. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we just wanted to reiterate, we met Jerry Harrison. Yeah. Twice. We met. Well, I met him twice. You met him. You met him twice. Yeah, oh, went you went to, to, went to that to the party. Bar. Yeah, I went to the party afterwards. I met him once, uh, not in person. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. So obviously we're here kind of saying like, hey, Bruce, where are you? And we started the show and knew he was listening. Yeah, bro. What the fuck? So I just kind of wanted to reiterate our demands that we've made over the over the episodes. And our, our producer, Scott Sani, has uh, uh, made a list of them. And uh, do you want me to go through them here? Yeah. What's going on? You, Something you very weird is happening. Uh, what's that? Did you grow a pube finally? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to explain it right now You're- because it is so boring, but it is, it has been fucking with me. Adam, by the way, time. is on his computer. He's trying to rank his, ep- his uh, albums because he didn't do his homework beforehand. And um, it, it has been completely you're, fucking you're using with me pages or something like that i'm yeah. using notes which i write use all the time you know so, the yeah sure to iphone jot, app jot down notes so i'm i wrote oh my god i wrote all put it, all the names of the albums just uh in a list form in notes yeah and then started ranking them like yeah put a one next yeah, to one yeah. and then went up the list put a two down the list put it, a three it, it then anytime you put a number next to one then it, it starts ordering, ordering them it, yeah so i keep being like oh shit i didn't mean it's to bad. do that and go back and correct it and it keeps so i just figured out what it's been doing mm-hmm. so i told you it was a really boring thing that was happening to me yeah so i'm I, gonna I stop guess doing I didn't, it i guess i didn't trust your instincts and i should have because usually you think it's super exciting. It, it ends up being like incredibly interesting. Well, I, I we're going to get to that at the end of the episode, but right now we're going to talk about our demands for Bruce. Okay. Okay. All right. So if you'll recall, we started at a three hour one on one on one 
uninterrupted interview. Yeah. Um, we two on one, two on one. Yeah, that's right. Two on one. I guess we could take turns if we wanted. Yeah. We'll take turns. If if he's more comfortable with the one on one, we'll take turns. It's entirely up to him. Sure. Two on one, one on one. We don't care. Nope. Um, but we started with a three hour. We then, we then extended it to three hours and one minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking we got to up the ante here again. Okay. Three hours and 90 seconds. Okay. What do you need that extra 30 seconds for? <sighs> I, I'm worried that I'm going to trip when I walk in the door. Oh, yeah. And that's going to waste 30 seconds of me going, at least. Owie! I mean, it could be more depending on uh, the injuries. Sure. Do you want to just stretch it out to two minutes just in case? No, th- 90 seconds is good. Oh, all right. So three hours and 90 seconds. And by the way, it's got to be all chit-chat. No uh, music yeah. talk. Um, if Bruce ever starts talking about music, the clock starts over. That's right. Um, but even if it's a part of chit-chat and not relating directly to his career or his songwriting, even if he mentions like, a classical piece he heard when he was seven years old. Yeah, anything involving music. So if he's just chit-chatting about like, hey, did you see May, December? Yeah. That has music in it. Oh, okay, yeah. So the clock starts over. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, A one-on-one or two-on-one is preferred, but if if he wants to bring little Steven, that's fine. Up oh, okay, so two-on-two. Two. Yeah, two-on-two, two, up to him. Um, We need him to bring a couple of T-shirts apiece. Uh-huh. Either vintage or new. Yeah. Um, if he has a warehouse of shirts in New Jersey, then just send all the shirts in the warehouse to us. Okay. And we'll sort through them ourselves. And we'll pick out two each, and then you can send them all back. Yeah, COD. Uh, yes, they're on on their on dime. his dime. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if Bruce wants to pay for plane tickets to New Jersey, we will come and just pick them out on our own. Uh-huh. Um, we need two chalky malts apiece. That's chocolate malts. Yeah, I love those. Yep. Um, and anytime he talks about music, the clock starts over. He must provide another chalky malt. Okay. So those first chalky malts, uh, is he walking in with them? I think he's got to keep one in the freezer because one will melt when we're drinking the first one. Are we sharing this first one? No, no. They're two apiece. Oh, two Unless, a- well, we could share. He's got to bring four total if you want to share total. Them. Lady in the Tramp style, both of them, all four. He's going to need one of those cardboard trays, like uh, that you can uh, in put and out, four drinks yeah, in containers. So we he, might want to throw so that on there. He'll need to drop two off to us, one a piece, and then go to a freezer. So obviously, this one-on-one interview or two-on-one or two-on-two has got to take place somewhere where there's a freezer. Yeah. So he's got to factor that in. Yeah. When he picks the location, maybe a food storing warehouse. Sure, or a meat packing plant. Yep. That's probably best, right? That's fine. Yeah, because it'll be a cool atmosphere and it'll smell good. <laughs> um, Bruce has to write a song about us. Okay. I think that's just a given. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think when you're a musician and Rolling Stone calls you up or whatever, it's mm-hmm. just customary write a song about the interviewer. Yeah, I mean, sir, that that what I mean in the, in at least on planet Earth, that's what happens every <laughs> that's time. That's right. I mean, we haven't colonized Mars yet. Right. Maybe Elon. up there they do things different. Hello, Elon. <laughs> um, we need free tickets to one of his shows. No, well, let me be more specific. We need free tickets to half of the first half of one concert and then half of the second half of another concert. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> and some of these demands are new to me because I've forgotten about them. Right, right. Well, let me re- let me remind you, Bruce must play the second half of the second half of the concert first. Yeah. He can play the middle part of the concert whenever he wants since during the middle con uh, the middle part we're going to be watching Monster Inc. <laughs> In the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> so whatever he wants to do, we don't care. Okay. Um, he must play the first half of the first concert last. <laughs> and it must be timed to the exact second. So if he's in the middle of a song, he just has to walk off the stage. <laughs> okay. And, the, and this is non-negotiable. Yeah, this is... And this, again, is a demand uh, just pertaining to our interview. <laughs> yes. The, this if, must If he happen. wants this interview to happen, he's got to provide he this. He needs to do this. Okay. Um, we need seven 12-packs of to- Topo Chico delivered by himself. Yeah. Um, and th- this is not... He, he can't deliver them at the interview. This is like he's got to deliver Separate, them. Yeah. Separate, yeah. He's going to need a hand cart. Yeah. Okay, a push cart. Push guard. Yeah. That he and he can leave it a here. dolly. A dolly, yeah, yeah. He can leave it here with us if he wants. We get to keep the dolly. We we keep the dolly. Um, two autographed eight by ten glossy headshots with a substantive personal message on each. <laughs> okay. He's got to get personal. Yeah. He has to dig deep. <laughs> and he has to, you know, really talk about us and our lives and yeah, our like, families. He's got to do a little bit of research. He has to, yeah, j- jump on uh, Wikipedia and really figure it out. We're going to need a full box of thumbtacks to hang the headshots. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. He needs to record uh, a full album covering 99 bottles of beer on the wall, <laughs> fully counting down from 99 bottles to one bottle. Yep. Um, and then uh, our last demand, he's got to record an EP of songs that contain the word Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all we need. That's it. <laughs> this is it. Just That's it. just so we can put out another episode. How many how many songs like are minimum for an EP do you think? I think 4. <laughs> okay, so 4 songs that have the word Ghostbusters. That have the word Ghostbusters. Are there 4 songs or there's, is he going to have to write a new one? There's definitely the song Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr. Cleaning up the town. Those Ghostbusters Oh yeah, they say came they, in. they say Ghostbusters sure. Bobby Brown's out here on our own. He says Ghostbusters. We're the Ghostbusters and we're in control. Okay. I think the L. King song, maybe she mentions the Ghostbusters. I'm not sure. L. King. She did the Lady Ghostbusters uh, theme. Okay. Uh, She is a great... uh, But isn't it a spin on the Ray Parker Jr. No, she made her uh, her own song. What okay, is, what is it? Uh, and then was there one? Good in... Girls is the song. Let me look up the lyrics. And is there a new song in Ghostbusters Afterlife? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, I saw it. I don't remember though. I don't if remember. There's a new song in it. Here, let me go through the lyrics of Good Girls. I've been a dancing in devil's dirt. Okay. She's talking about eating pussy. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, but uh, Scott, I'm I'm a whole lot of trouble in an itty bitty skirt. I'm just scanning it for Ghostbusters. Well, the best kind of loving is the one that hurts. You can get your kiss. I'll get my purse. No Ghostbusters there. I can take you down when the damned get wild. That's non Ghostbusters related. 
Is any of it related to Ghostbusters I'm just at all? Scanning. I'm going to go down all the way to the end. Nope, she never mentions Ghostbusters. Okay. Seems like a missed opportunity. But that's like the theme to the 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 kind of. I would imagine they used Ray Parker Jr. Maybe in there somewhere, right? Um, maybe Bruce needs to write a new one. Yeah, and that's what this means. Wait, Planet Jedward did a song called Ghostbusters. Oh, th- these are all just covers of the, <laughs> the ki- of the Kids Rip. Bop did a song called Ghostbusters. So th- I looked. The- I looked up songs with the word ghostbusters in it. For the Paul Feig one, a bunch of people covered the original song. Is that what that is? N- no, no. These oh. are just like people covering it for fun. Oh god. And not for work. Got it. For pleasure. Yeah, just taking your own time. Kind of like us in this podcast. <laughs> yep. I feel like uh there are only 3, so he's going to have to write a new one. Yeah, for sure. And while he's at it, we'll do him a favor. Yeah. We'll send it over to uh, uh, Paul Rudd himself, star of those new Ghostbusters movies, and they can use it in the new one. Yeah, for sure. Make you know, that. he we'll... didn't have a lot of luck with his Harry Potter song, but uh, we're willing to send the demo, COD, of course. We, we will, yeah, we're not paying for it. We will make it happen, guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> we, I mean, both of us know Paul. Yeah, so we'll make it happen. Yeah. If he's... You know, I know he's kind of bummed he didn't win that uh, Gigi the other day uh-huh. um, for for that new song that he has in that one movie that everyone's seen. But uh, he's he's bummed about that. We'll make it happen next year. Yeah. For the real GGs, the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters. The GBs. That's right. Um, so those are our demands, Adam. Anything you want to add? Uh, because we're we're here at our final episode before we uh, take a little hiatus. Um, anything you want to add here? No. It covers it? I think the demands speak for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, we know you're listening. We want it to happen. We know you're coming back out on these shows. Um, we love you, your music, and would appreciate strict adherence to these demands. Strict. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you Enough in advance. Said. Thank you in advance. So um, next time we do an episode, it'll probably be the interview. Yeah. Um, we don't know when that'll Safe be. Safe to say. He'll probably reach out to us now that now that we've reiterated just how strict we within are. a week. Yeah, within a week. So just check back every hour probably to your podcast app, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll probably have an interview up sometime within the next week. Every hour, but but within that hour, every ninety seconds. Yeah, good good point. Um, all right. Well, uh, I th- I think that does it for this uh, first segment. We've talked about uh, a, a lot of Bruce stuff, and we've covered a lot. Are of Are we announcing here. ends of segments now, like they're ends of episodes? Yeah, why not? Okay, it's a new style for podcasting in twenty twenty four. Innovations <laughs> abound. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We will be talking about Letter to You on You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. To be honest, I'm a little surprised Springo hasn't reached out. Yeah, it's been 90 seconds. Yeah, during the break. It's a little strange. He will. Yeah. He definitely will. 
Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I'm not at all concerned or nervous. I would imagine when he was at the Gigi's a couple weeks back, everyone at the Gigi's was probably coming up to him and going like, hey, when are you yeah, doing? What are you doing? What well, are you doing here? You Obviously, while you're in town, you must be hitting up the Scots. Because yeah. he knows, here's the thing, is he knows we're here, right? Yeah. yeah. He like when he landed in Los Angeles, he was like, all right, they're close. Yeah, there's two signs. One with a big Bruce Springsteen sign for his car. And then yeah. another sign that says like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? You going to the Hilton or the yeah. Beverly? The Bev Hill? The Beverly Hilton. Yeah. Or are you heading to Scott's place? The other hills. Yeah. The Hollywood Hills. The real hills. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, I listened to that song that he was nominated for. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. It's with um, uh, previous comedy Bang Bang guest, Aaron Dessner. On both the TV show. Was he on Bang Bang? He was on the TV show and the oh, uh, podcast. Yes. He's amazing. Yes, both he, both he and Jack Antonoff were both on the TV show and the podcast itself, and then went on to acclaim writing for Taylor Swift. So love would, those albums. Would love to get T Swift uh, on Bang Bang as well. Um, I have no demands at this point, but uh, the longer this goes on, the longer that list is going to be of demands. Of demands. Okay, yeah. that's fine. You know, I think uh, even if the when the podcast ends after this episode, uh, the demands never end. No. Is that what you're saying? The demands never end. I I, I do want to say Taylor, now that I think about it, same demands as Springo. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Taylor Swift is now, uh, we're, we're making demands? No, on Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, I see. I know I you're see. making your list, but I'm going to need you not to be five minutes behind. Okay. No, wait. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um. Wait, you've been asking Taylor Swift to come on. Bang Never Bang? mind. We're moving on. Okay, All right. great. Uh, <laughs> we're here this week. Uh, this is our season finale, and we're talking about uh, a very specific album yep. in Bruce's discography. We're talking about Letter to You. Kind, now, you'll you'll know all of the ins and outs of it, but yeah. was this a bit of a surprise when it dropped? Yeah, I, well, when, when he... When he came out with Western Stars, that was in uh, 2019. It was in 2019, but it was in June. He mentioned he wasn't going to tour with it and that he was focusing on East uh, Edible Street band right, right. material and that he was hoping to tour with them. Plus, so a I, tour of Western Stars would have been very cost prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, maybe he plays the sphere with it one of these days. Hmm. I think that would be a hot ticket. Yeah. Springo playing a full Western Stars. His show, though, is not uh, technology uh, dependent. No. Like, they just have a screen. Yeah, not they, even a very big screen. And no, and they're just, it. like, focusing on band members playing occasionally. Occasionally, they'll, like, a, a picture of Clarence will come up, and they'll all point to it. And stuff Yeah. Like that. Um, I was surprised, though, at the... The size of the screen. Last time I saw them, it just it's kinda... a it's a twelve uh, inch. Yeah, it was just an iPhone on its side. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was landscape mode. Yeah, you got to give it to him for that because yeah. uh, a lot of people don't. Although now now people are not doing landscape stuff; they're doing it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like vertically a... now. 
Yeah. What's going on, man? I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know that this was a surprise, but uh, do you want to do some stats of when it came out and everything? Please. Okay, released, if you had to guess a date that it was released. Uh, December of 2020, right? At some point, or November. I'm going to need you to be more specific. Let's say December- 25? Uh, 11th, 2020. December 11th, 2020? Yeah. Close. What is it? October 23rd, 2020. Huh. That's really close. <laughs> I'm within breathing distance. <laughs> sure, you're, yeah. It came out in October. It or did. Or October. It did. Do you remember what? I have very specific memories about this record. Me too. Um, tell me yours. I remember it coming out and- In December. Uh, in December, because I was listening to it when I was, oh no, it was around Thanksgiving that I was listening to it. So it would have been- Because uh, you were carving the old Turk? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember it coming like, out. I'm going to take, take our big knife to this, put on letter to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember it coming out. I, I remember really liking it, particularly loving the song Ghosts right away. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, anyway. But what is your memory? Why do you know it was around I was Because I was, I was up at friend's house in like upstate because I was shooting season one of, uh, of, uh, of Severance and it was right around You can the barely election. remember the name of your show. I know. How am I supposed to? Well, it's been I, a while. I keep thinking it's Succession. Yeah, th th that might be why I get mixed up every time <laughs> I say the word. Um, and listening to it then. Um, and it was, uh, it was nice. Wh what are your memories? Well, the, uh, you know, this is prime covid times yeah um election times too election times um my memories are um this was okay so this was a this is a rough year obviously for yeah. a lot of people for us in particular it was pretty uh, pretty rough because we were in the middle of um egg retrieval ivf yeah. which I, I i was thinking about this the other day adam do you remember We've been doing the show for now 10 years, and I feel like that's how long we were doing IVF. Yeah. Because there was a particular episode. I don't know, I don't know if you remember. I think I this, know exactly what you're about to say. Where Kulop had to get a trigger shot. If you if you know exactly what that is, is it's uh a shot that you need to inject uh, uh, uh the woman with in order to do it do an egg retrieval the next yeah. morning, and it has to be literally within five minutes of a particular time that's right otherwise it's no good that's right and i think the only day that you could uh record was at night yep and she had to come to the studio she came to the studio i had to literally like have my eye on the time the entire yeah. time and i said okay we have to take a break even though like we were in the middle of something yeah. i took a break went out into the earwolf lobby and gave cool up this trigger shot yeah so i mean we've been doing this a long time yeah but i remember th this in particular was a really rough year yeah ivf is really it's hard so so tough and and cool up was having a really hard time with it yeah uh this particular egg retrieval in particular it was mm -hmm. just uh really mentally challenging yeah. for her yeah so and then we're just cooped up by ourselves not seeing anyone we're doing like zooms with people i remember you had your uh, birthday zoom um, that's right yeah right with, at the beginning of, right at the beginning uh, your yeah. your wife did a nice surprise yeah, yeah. where we all jumped on a zoom yeah waved at you and and then uh, got off <laughs> yeah and we're like we're, we're getting the fuck out of yeah, here yeah it was really nice um but this was a really tough time so we 
we uh this this particular week we uh all of our close friends we all said you know what i know it's like slightly risky but we're all going to test we, like we all laid down parameters of like how how could we get comfortable going somewhere mm-hmm. and we all tested for two weeks straight, I think. Hmm. Uh, and then we're all convinced that we were okay to then go. And then we rented a house and we all went to the house uh, together. And it was the first time oh, we'd seen great. each other for a while. Yeah. And I know like Kulap was crying. Like she, she was just really having a hard time being cooped up and having yeah. like all of the uh, emotions that the hormones bring. And not being able to lean on friends or, yes. you know, yeah, of course. So... We, someone brought, I feel like it was David Cass, but brought a, like one of those speakers, uh, to put out by the pool <laughs> and that you could, you could hook your iPhone up to. Yeah. And so David had not heard the album. David's a huge spring, Springo fan. He, yeah. He's been to this concert tour that Springo's doing right now, I think five times wow. or something at this point. He's gone to different multiple cities anyway. So I put on this record and we listened to it like right when we got there by the pool. So yeah. that's my, that's my, uh, how did David like it? That was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I think I like it more than him. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I was like, this is great. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, anyway, I will say it's a grower. That's right. And who you should know. Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that's I I, I remember this week very yeah, very plainly, and uh, um, it was a, a quite a cathartic experience. I would imagine. Um. So so yeah, October twenty third, approximately eight days before Halloween, but not a lot of people celebrating Halloween this year. Going house to house. I was in New York because we started shooting on uh, election day. We started shooting on, or so November, the day after election day. That's what it was. Yeah, it would be weird. To, yeah, I remember that. You do? It, I do. For some reason, I remember you telling me this because I was thinking, yeah, it would be very strange to start on election day so none of you could go to the polls. Yeah. So, so, so I remember it was scheduled the day after. Yeah. And I was so focused on this show and starting this show that after things were looking bad the night before, I did media blackout for the entire first week of shooting oh, so really? I could just focus on the show. So because when I went to sleep it looked like Trump was going to win. Mm. So I was like You went to sleep at about 3 in the afternoon, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But on the East Coast it was like 1 a.m. and it was right. still looking bad. So I didn't know until that Saturday I finally took in all the information. Well, yeah, so. it took a week or whatever. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Anyway, so and the, by the way, the the political climate will tie into this album a yeah. little bit um, when we talk about it. But um, so let's talk about the recording of it. The recording happened uh, just a couple months after Western Stars came out, so it 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 was recorded in November of 2019. Oh, it was. Yeah. So this is before COVID. Okay. So I think what was happening was. Springo was saying, I'm not going to tour Western Stars because I have this album in mind that's a true edible street band banger album, and I'm going to tour behind that. Yeah. And then they record it, and then suddenly COVID happens and no one's able to tour. 
So they were originally going to release it like in the spring of 2020 or something? Probably or or summer or or maybe even at the same time. It ended up coming out like at the perfect time because in the the uh, in in the movie of it, it's like snowing and then the cover is all snow. So it came out like in the holidays. It kind of yeah, yeah. felt right. Yeah, the movie, we should talk about the movie. There's a documentary that's on um, Apple TV Plus, Adam's Home, which... Um, I would say people should watch um, if they want to bother to get Apple TV Plus. I know it's for a lot of families, it's a conversation of like, do we put down a down payment on a home or do we get Apple Apple TV Plus? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a cho- it's a binary choice for a lot of families. I'm, I was able to afford it as well as provide for my family. I but think it's free if you get a phone. Otherwise, it's like nine dollars. Oh, one of those nine hundred dollar phones. Right, right. Even if you, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, but, uh, but I do know a lot of people can't afford both. Jesus. So I would say, take care of your family first, and then entertainment can be uh, a secondary thing if you have enough money left over in your budget. But, oh my um, God. but they, but so, so the 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 movie came out around the around. I think when the album came out, like maybe that week. Yeah, yeah. And the movie is. Unlike Western Stars, which is a um, performance movie, a live concert movie shot in a barn, this is a documentary about the making of this album. Yeah. Um, And you get a sense of just how live the album is. It really is just them playing in a room, right? So so here's here's the story behind the record. So we talked about it in the last episode, how Western Stars was written quite a few years beforehand. Right. during the Springsteen on Broadway shows, he was interviewed quite a bit, and he mentioned he hadn't written a song in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, at a certain point in, I think in 2019 is what happened. Uh, yeah, uh, George Thies, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, his bandmate in the Castiles, uh, passed away. Now you <clears throat> recall us talking about the Castiles. Uh, let me play a little bit of their song. So the Castiles was Springo's first band. George, if you'll recall, we talked about this in the first episode. Was the person who came over to date Springo's sister? Okay, and. He was in this band, yeah. and she said, oh, my brother plays guitar. And he said, okay, he can join the band. And so they were a band in, this, in the late 60s for like three years. Hmm. Um, and Springo's not singing. I think maybe he's doing backups, but he's the guitarist yeah. in the band. And this is sort of the lifeline that gave Bruce a career. Right. It, it started him off on the path to being a musician right. and, and the confluence of talent and luck and uh, a certain events all combined to make him yes. uh, one of the biggest stars in the world. Yes. But um, George uh, passed away and uh, Springo was by his bedside when he was um, mm-hmm. in the few days before. And um, then he got back home and he was kind of... Uh, bummed about the whole thing and just thinking about everything and realized that um, he was the 
last person in the band who was still alive from the Castiles. So he just kind of like got very inspired, picked up a guitar um, that was uh, there. It was a mystery guitar given to him by a fan outside the Walter Kerr Theater. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a, a a fan from another country just like handed him a guitar and mm-hmm. said, I want to give this to you. So, and he kept it by like the kitchen table, I think. And so he just picked wow. it up. He picked it up, started writing. And um, he was just thinking, he says he thought about it for a long time and those meditations became the songs. Hmm. So uh, he started writing, we'll talk about which song he wrote first. But um, so you would say like, oh, okay, this he wrote this entire album in two weeks, but that's not exactly Hmm. true Okay, because digging a little bit on it, here's what I think. I mean, they recorded it in two weeks. They recorded it in four days and four days. So he just, he, these new songs that he was writing, he heard them as edible street band songs in his head. And he, the classics, uh, sound, not Mm -hmm. the sound that they've been sort of doing with magic and working on a dream and everything. He just heard it as like classic East street band songs. And so he wrote that in mind and then he got the edibles together and said like, Hey, come up to my farm for five days and we'll record. We'll just bang this album out live to tape. They had not been in the same room together recording in years maybe yeah. since the rising i think yeah they'd done it separately in parts and he said let's just all do it in a room at the same time and we'll do it in five days they had five days they took four and they were done in four wow but um it actually is three different types of songs so here here's what i've been able to ascertain through research he wrote six new songs he took three songs that were old songs he wrote in the 70s for the, remember the demo tape that he he made in order to get a a record deal? Yeah. Three songs from there. Wow. And then three songs were like outtakes from previous albums. So we'll talk about them when they come up, which is which. Which, Okay. Which previous albums? Not, he's he's not ever said, but the production credits include people in the production side that he hadn't worked with in years and years. So people are sort of guessing as to which album that it was an outtake from, but, um, it's sort of viewed as his death album, but I think it's a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, those are the, uh, those are the stats, 12 songs. And, uh, 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 you want to guess how long it is? 54 minutes. So close. 58, 17. Four minutes off. Yep. You must not be thinking about uh, that one song that's four minutes and 17 seconds. That's exactly right. You're thinking of... Uh, <laughs> I, was looking, I was trying to see if there was one that was exactly... The closest is Last Man Standing, 405. Okay. Uh, my favorite freeway. Anyway, uh, we need to take a... You've br- always said that yeah, about the 405. Love it. I love it, especially the interchange with the 10. Oh, don't even talk about it. So much fun to so go excited. down. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to go in track by track uh, in uh, Letter to You. We're also going to, Adam's been furiously typing away, getting his um, Springsteen albums ranked. 
huge final episode for us. Uh, we're going to come right back with more You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean after this. Welcome back. You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. Beginning of Jungle Land. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. That guitar. How do they make the guitar sound like that? It's just beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> um, we are talking about Letter to You, and we're going track by track. Only twelve tracks, which is. Uh, a little welcome to see that we don't have 20 to go through, but uh, it is a, almost uh, just shy of an hour. So there's a couple Some of long ones, a couple of longies in here. And um, what do you say we got to it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Um, we're going to kick it off with track number one. And um, this is a song called One Minute You're Here. And this is by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Big black train coming down the track Blow your whistle on and long One minute you're here Next minute you're gone I lay my penny down on the race The summer wind sings its last song one minute you're here Next minute you're gone Baby, baby, baby I'm so alone Baby, baby, baby I'm coming home One minute you're here, Adam. Here's the strings come in. Down the midway on and on. Somber opening salvo. It's really pretty. Next minute. Regarding this song, he talks about uh, the trains in New Jersey when he was a little kid. Um, They used to put pennies down on the track Mm -hmm. in order to try to flatten them. Have you ever done that? Uh, I haven't. We. I actually went to elementary school right by a, uh, a railroad track, mm-hmm. and uh, we would occasionally hop the fence and go over there, which seems wild, deeply dangerous. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, he he was always struck by how quickly they were. Suddenly they're there, and then suddenly they're gone. Um, which he's using as a metaphor for life, mm. um, and um, he sort of then in the movie launches into to a story about how many wakes he was expected to go to when he was a kid um growing up hmm. in that environment with that religion um you were expected to go into every like anyone in the neighborhood who passed away you were expected to like go in there uh, hand in hand with your parents and then look at the dead body and then yeah. <laughs> you know put in your time essentially but so he he says he got pretty used to death but um 
you know, obviously just the fact that someone can be there one second and then just suddenly they're gone is yeah. is what he's talking about. Um, he sets one verse in the late summer and then the carnival later on in autumn, just signifying like times in his life, it mm-hmm. seems. Um, what do you think, Adam? I think it's really pretty. It's a cool way to open the album, I thought. Yeah, it's definitely not like when you hear East Edible Street Band, yeah. like banger album. It's a little shocking that yeah. it's a this kind of pretty meditation on death, but it sets the tone for the whole album, which yeah. is sort of about that. Um, this is not one of the new songs, although he may have, in the movie you see him singing it into the mic, he may have laid down a new vocal, mm. but a lot of people theorize that this was a Western Star song. Ah. And that this was sort of an epilogue. It could have been the epilogue for mm-hmm. Western Stars, but instead he used it as the opening song to mm. this. Cool. <laughs> but it works. It also works really well with the last song on the album. Don't yeah. You think? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely uh, uh, working through um, his thoughts about um, you know obviously uh, Clarence and Danny Federici had had yeah. Uh, passed away recently um so i think this is really the album where he's dealing with that but i think this next song is one where he is focusing what he's trying to say about it a little more um this is a song called letter to you this is by bruce springsteen Better to you, the classic sound has returned. Yeah, I I think it sounds great. The you that he's talking about is us, the audience. Mm-hmm. This is uh, is that right? Yes, he huh. says this album, and that's why he called it "Letter to You." This is about the conversation that he and the Edibles have been having with the audience hmm. over the past fifty years. Hmm. Um, and I think. 
I think that's what this album is, is it's, it's sometimes it's branded as the death album, but I think it's more of like the recent death of his first bandmate is making him sort of re-examine this conversation, as he says, of rock and roll uh, music hmm. uh, between him and the audience for the past 50 years. And I think that's why he brings back three songs that he wrote in the early 70s. Yeah, probably. Is thematically they're fitting in to this album about why he even started a band yeah. and, the, and the people who have joined him along the way, like Clarence and Danny. And kind of a thank you to the fans to the and fans. the audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, good song. Yeah. Really good. All right. Let's go to track three. This is Burning Train. By the way, the G in burning is not there. They put an apostrophe there I get instead. It. Yeah. Burning Train. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Burning train, Adam. Yeah, this is awesome. So this is a song about staving off death by having sex. Is it really? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Listen to this part. So actually, this is one of the older ones. A lot it of is. people theorize this is from Magic. This was a Magic uh something that didn't make it on magic okay i I buy that maybe because it sounded too classic i don't know but it fits here great yeah it's awesome and and they've been doing this live in concert a lot it's really good yeah it's a good one and thematically it sort of fits because it's about death and sex and stuff burning train burning train would have liked to uh, see him add that g to the burning burning train yeah sure i think it's sloppy well they probably just forgot about it yeah that's true you you would think john landau you know much like the born to run album where he made them put a sticker correcting the spelling of his name on, yeah. on the early pressing be like you're you haven't finished this word yeah and he would put a little g sticker yeah but 
Maybe uh, John Lando, he's uh, mentally over it. And oh. G stickers are the cheapest of all the letters, right? Those are, they're, because um, the Golden Globes buys so many of them yeah. that they essentially they'll sell them to you for cost. Well, everyone overprints G's because of the Golden Globes. Yeah. And so uh, they're, everyone's just trying to get rid of all this. Especially cheese. the day after the Golden Globes, oh, that's when God. you can really clean yeah. up. They'll they'll be giving the things away. Uh, yeah. Not quite, but yeah, they're very, No, no, very, I was being a hyperbolic. No, no, I know. But they are extremely reasonable. Yeah. I mean, is it going to cost you? Sure. Sure. But not an arm and a leg. No, like but a, a pretty penny. Finger yeah. and a toe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to track four. Um and this is one of the old 70s ones that he recorded. Um, and in the in the movie, he's like, they're about to record the, the three 70s songs. And he's yeah. like, get ready for some wild lyrics. <laughs> um, talking about his old, very verbose style. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is Janie Needs a Shooter by Bruce Springsteen. Sounds like needs a shoot an old uh, old Bruce Springsteen song, but in the the sort of modern edibles, not even modern, but in the classic edible sound, which he wasn't using back right. then. Right. Um, yeah, in more of that, a almost kind of river born to USA era sound. Well, this was actually weirdly enough, this was in contention for a couple albums. This was in contention for the Edible Street Shuffle, and then also the River. It was on track oh, listings of the River for a while. Interesting. But I'd love is, to hear that version. Yeah, yeah. So would I. They they haven't put it out. I think because he wanted to save it. Maybe I mm. don't know. I don't want to get into his head, even though we have plenty of times on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's a great one. I, so, I really like these songs. So far, the first four. Ba da ba ba ba. Boom boom. We're loving it. Um, he should cover that song. Yeah, why doesn't he? Because Justin Timberlake did. And it was a huge hit. Ba da ba ba ba. Do do. That one. He. That's written by him. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm do, loving do. it. Why oh, do you keep saying do do? I don't know. I didn't know the I'm loving it part. 
You've never seen the McDonald's commercial? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Why do you think Did I Justin Mc... Timberlake really write that? He wrote it. For McDonald's. I, I don't know, but I have a single where he put it out as a single first. Just that one bit, that like two seconds? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me look up uh, Justin Timberlake. I'm loving it. Um, Timberlake, I'm loving it. Okay, here we go. The song, originally written as a jingle for McDonald's, was produced by the Neptunes and is written by Pharrell and a few other people. Uh, good for them. They must be making some cash on that. I would imagine they're already rich, so I'm like, throw some over to us. Yeah, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear track five. This is Last Man Standing. This is the first song that he wrote for the album. This is the one where he picked up that guitar, the mystery guitar. Got it. He laid this down. This is Last Man Standing by Bruce Springsteen. Faded pictures in an old scrapbook Faded pictures that somebody took When you were hard and young and proud Backed against the wall running raw and loud Snakeskin vest and a sharkskin suit Cuban heels on your boots Kicking the band and side by side You take the crowd on their mystery ride Knights of Columbus and the Fireman's Friday night at the Union Hall Black leather clubs all along Route 9 You count the names of the missing as you count all the time Rock of Ages lift me somehow Somewhere high and hard and loud Somewhere deep into the heart of the crowd Last Man Standing, Adam. I, I like this song a lot. Here's Jake with the sax. Sounds really good. This is what he, you know, what he was thinking about when he realized he was the last man standing in the group. And that also implies next to go. I feel like we should go back to the Bruce Willis uh, movie Last Man Standing. And really do some research here. Well, just kind of weave this song in. Yeah. We should do a Topher Grace style re-edit. Yeah, except with this song and that movie. <laughs> yeah, instead of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but everybody is kind of waiting for a recut of Walter Hill's Last Man Standing. I also think we could put it in a few other Bruce movies, like Color of Night, where he shows his penis. Sure. Why not? Why not? Like it's suddenly like when he shows his penis, you hear this song just rise up. <laughs> Like you've been waiting for it here. Man, it is. I remember Color of Night. Yeah. Um, what do we think? Last Man Standing. I really like it. So so far we have five great. You like it too. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Five five really great ones. Um, let's go to track six. 
This is The Power of Prayer by Bruce Springsteen. All right, Power of Prayer. This is not necessarily about uh, praying to the old Mm J-Dog. You know, J-H-C himself. Oh, yeah, listen, I get it. Um, It's about music. It's about getting a song right. Um, Is this an old song or a new song? This is a new one. Yeah. And Last Man Standing was as well. We talked about that. Uh, what What do you think? I like it. Okay, when so I just look at the the title of the song, I was like, "Okay, mm, what's this?" I know, and then I I like it. So here's my issue. I don't like it as much as the previous uh, five. Here's my issue. It is the exact same melody as the previous song. Oh, is it? I was going to say it's close to a magic song that I really like. It's it's exactly the same. Okay, it is, so as so Last Man Standing, the power prayer we just heard it, it's. Yeah. Okay. Let's li- let's hear "Last Man Standing" again. Different key. Don't let that throw you off. It probably will. Okay. Yeah. And now, power of prayer. That's weird? interesting that they would put them back to back. I know, like you, if you even separated it by three songs, yeah. people probably wouldn't notice. But every time it comes on, when I listen to the record, I'm like, "Is this just this?" Have people yeah. notice that? Yeah, it's really weird. It's strange, isn't it? Yes. I mean, maybe he's trying to say something with that. Like, I, 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 part of me was sort of like, "Oh, if you made it a suite, like how, uh, yeah, like jungle, you know, like yeah. maybe it would be because." I even think Power of Prayer is a slightly more complex melody when it gets to the part after this. Mm. But I don't like the, all the prayer stuff. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I would pick one or the other if I were. Yeah, them. that's probably right. Like you just do one or the other if yeah. sharing a melody. Maybe put the... I like Last Man Standing more. I, I like it more too, but I wonder if it's because of the all the prayer stuff. I don't mm. know. I'm not a huge... Uh, yeah. 
I mean, but you know, when there's a gun to my head, yeah, sure, I'll let out a few squeakers. Sure. Like, hey, God, there are no atheists in a foxhole. Sure, Scott. we got to get into one of those foxholes. By the way, yeah, let's check it out. Where's the nearest one? Uh, I heard there's one in Silver Lake. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. We we should try to find. They have one. really kick ass coffee and oh wow, there's a nice place to sit outside. We gotta go. Okay, um, this is the next track. This is House of a Thousand Guitars. This is by Bruce Springsteen. House of a Thousand Guitars. What if we determine that this also has the same melody? <laughs> well, it, the melody is maybe a little repetitive, but it's... Well, let me read this quote about the song that he, he's quoted as. House of a Thousand Guitars attempts to define the world that I attempted to create with my audience and my listeners from the beginning. It's a world of value, of code, of honor, fun, and joy. And that's a world I create when I walk on stage at night and my audience walks through the door. We live in that world for two or three hours, and then we leave and take that world with us and hope that it sustains us for as long as it can. The House of a Thousand Guitars is the house we built, and within this house, these things matter. So this is all That's about, cool. yeah, rock and roll. Um, it's it's so it's a repetitive melody, but it's a romantic like melody, it. and the production too is like a little bit of echo and. Yeah mystery i don't know i think it's cool me too i i like it a lot actually he does it uh he's been doing it on the tour a lot yeah as well by the way last man standing he does uh solo acoustic and it sounds really great oh, cool. in the middle of a show all right um let's hear the next track if i'm guessing it's eight this is rainmaker this is by bruce springsteen
Large crops dying neath the dead sun We've been praying but no good comes The dogs howling home stripped bare We've been worried but now we're scared People come for comfort or just to come Taste the dark, sticky potion Hear the drums Hands raised to Yahweh to bring the rain down He comes crawling across the dry fields like a dark shroud Rainmaker Adam, not as uh, into this one. This is one I would leave off. Yeah. And and this this is one of the old songs mm-hmm. and the one that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, but I have a theory as to why it's here. But, why? Um, okay, Tell me. So let's first of all talk about the, what the song's about. It, it may have been from Magic, by the way. The Matt Damon movie? Uh, yeah. The Rainmaker? Okay. Uh, Magic, the Matt Damon movie. Yep. Um, it was written about George W. Bush. Um, but it's the story of someone in history, Charles Hatfield, who was an early 20th century sewing machine salesman who started, uh, touting this invention that he created, what he called a moisture accelerator, Mm -hmm. which, um, was something that was attracting rain, Hmm. supposedly. So he would go to travel from town to town that was like these dry towns in the American West Mm -hmm. and say, I have your solution. I've created a moisture accelerator. Um, And it was like a a 23 chemical cocktail he claims that had the power to attract water. And so he would get these towns to pay him to do this and then it would rain. But most people assume it just was he he was either a person who was guessing when rain was gonna come to a place Mm -hmm. and it was just naturally occurring no one no you know no one thinks he had the ability to do this he was essentially a con man right yeah so then uh he came to uh uh, an ignominious end with this when in 1915 uh san diego wanted to hire him but they were a little more skeptical because they needed they needed rain yeah. yeah So they negotiated a deal with him that he would only be paid for um, $1,000 per inch of rain if he actually got results, right? Mm -hmm. So he did this deal with them. He got to work on New Year's Day of 1916, and the rain came five days later, and it rained all day, and then the day after that, the day after that, and the day after that, and then it rained all throughout January, and um, it flooded rivers. It broke dams. It and he sw- got credit swept. for all of it. <laughs> and they they held him responsible for wow. all of this, for the bad stuff, for all happened. the bad stuff that happened. Um, bridges, railroads. Twenty people died. Jesus. Um, Ten billion gallons of water. Did fell. he still get a thousand dollars per inch? Oh yeah. 
No, no. I, th- I I don't know exactly what happened to him, but this is the story of a con man who's like telling people what they want to hear. He wrote it about George W. Bush around magic, probably, but I think this when al- things were turning for that administration, yeah. turning bad. But this this album, you'll recall, comes out in October of 2020. Yeah, right before the election. Yeah, uh, I think he viewed this as like, wow, it's even more about Trump than about George W. Bush. Yeah. And I think he viewed this as his last chance to put it out, depending on what happened with the election. And he wanted to put it out as like a condemnation of Trump. Yeah. It doesn't really fit on the album to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess. He's, it doesn't feel, it isn't a perfect fit for Trump either, but fine. Because he's Trump's not a con man. He actually... Yeah, he's completely <laughs> on the level. Yeah. Um, he uh, Bruce is quoted as saying, Rainmaker was sort of the one that stood in for the album I didn't make. I think he was thinking about that as the cornerstone uh-huh. of a different, more political album or something. Yeah. Um, but this was his last shot at putting it out. Um, little did we know that four years later he could have still put it out and it still would be yeah. uh, topical. Okay, anyway, so we agree we would probably leave that one off. Yeah. Um, let's go to track nine. This is If I Was the Priest. Seven minutes on. There's a light on yonder mountain And it's calling me to shine There's a girl or by the water fountain And she's asking to be mine and Jesus is standing in a doorway In a buckskin jacket, boots and spurs so fine Says we need your son tonight up in Dodge City Cause there's just too many outlaws trying to work the same line If I was the priest, Adam, I like this song. This is the song that blew away John Hammond um, when he played it for the demo. The, John Hammond, by the way, from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He got into music production around the same time he was constructing the island, um, and and you know when he found the the DNA yeah. of a dinosaur trapped in amber. Um, but this is this is the song where like John Hammond was sort of like. I, th- I think he said something like after the first two, okay, now just go really wild. Show me something really crazy. And this is the one that he played. It doesn't sound crazy to me, but no. John Hammond was like, whoa, okay, I'm signing you after this song. Um, it's not, now you hear if I was the priest, you're kind of thinking, is this another fucking prayer thing? Yeah. Uh, it's about the ministry of rock and roll, he says. It's like about him wanting to be a rock star, trying to break away from what's holding him back. Um, talking about if he were the priest. So this is literally from like 1970. Yeah. Oh. 
Interesting. Um, I like it. I think yeah, it fits in uh, uh, thematically with this because it's all about his conversation with his audience. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds this whole great. album like just sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's just, and but bashed out in four days. Yeah. Great stuff. All right. This is track 10 of 12. This is Ghosts. And this is by Bruce Springsteen. Ghost Adam. I feel like this is the best song on the album. This is the star. This yeah. is the absolutely the star of the album. Um, it's they play it, I think, at every show. Yes. Um, it is about the beauty and joy of being in a band and the pain of losing one another. Um, I don't know. Is is this very cathartic yeah. after the pandemic? I think especially to hear this chorus of "I'm Alive." Yeah. It's great. Especially in concerts, it's sing, sing along with it. I almost feel like it should have been track yeah. two or something. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's great. Uh, and and then watching them do it in the movie, they're all singing back up together. They're all yeah. hand, doing the hand claps yeah, together. Yeah. It's really great. It's awesome. And the drums at the beginning sound so full and so yeah. great. Anyway, just uh, an A+. plus. Yeah, for sure. I uh, mean, so far, it's basically just one song we would have Yeah, one song, dropped. which is uh, Power of Prayer, yeah. Oh, no, Rainmaker. I would, I would drop Power of Prayer as well. Right. Okay. Because it's too similar to the other one. Yeah, I would have dropped... Yes, two songs. Sorry. Two songs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's hear track 11. This is the penultimate song on the album. This is Song for Orphans. This is another one of the 70 songs. Here we go. Bruce Springsteen did this.
Song for Orphans. I love this. It's very Dylan. Yeah, it's like the band. It's like the way. Take yeah. a load off Sally's oh. kind of. Um, yeah, this is one of the the demos for his first album. This is maybe one that I would leave off. But, really? But uh, it sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. Maybe I'll leave it on. I don't know. I like it. I, it's, I'm like mid on it a little bit, but... Uh, if you take it off, it's only a nine-song album. I know, maybe which is born to run. I mean, it's is born to run nine songs. Let's let's see how long it is if we leave it on, but take off the two that we don't like. Let's see. That's fifty minutes. It's pretty good. Ten songs, fifty minutes. Now it's uh, with those two songs, it's uh, just shy of sixty. Yeah, especially. Uh, uh, yeah. They're, anyway, yeah, maybe we leave it on. Yeah. All right, this then is the final song on the record. This is one of the new songs he wrote, one of the six new songs he wrote. This is I'll See You in My Dreams by Bruce Springsteen. The road is long And seeming without end Well, days go on I remember you, my friend And though you're gone in my heart's been emptied, it seems I'll see you in my dreams I got the old guitar Here by the bed All your favorite records And all the books that you I'll see you in my dreams. Great. It's fantastic. 
But he plays a really soft, quiet, spare version of yeah, it. Yeah, just to a close solo his show. Yeah, yeah every song, every show, he's closed with no. just an, like they do a kind of. I wouldn't say it's a medley, but it's like five of their big uh, encore hits to do for the encore. You know, Rosalita, like. He right. just breezes through like five of them and then the whole band leaves and he just does an acoustic yeah. version of this. It is the theme of the album. Death is not the end. He says, uh, yeah, I'll see you in my dreams though. Yeah. He, 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 he talks. Yeah. He talks in the movie about, he doesn't know exactly what happens when mm-hmm. you die, but he hates to think that that would be the last time he is going to see these people. Yeah. All right, that's Letter to You. Really good album. I I think it's good that we're ending the season on this record instead of the next one, just because this feels like full circle in a lot yeah. of ways. You know, I mean, it's it's got three songs from the beginning. It's about the beginnings of being in a band with um, the Castiles and everything. And it's a return to the E Street uh, sound yep. with the edibles just chewing away at their instruments. Um, just going in and making it count. Yep. Uh, letter to you. That's any last thoughts about letter to you? Uh, no, I, I like it very much. I'll be interested to see where it figures in your, uh, yeah. List. Um, the, he, uh, you know, they, they obviously were not, uh, they couldn't tour with this right when it came out. I was a little surprised he actually put it out because I was like, Maybe just pandemic wise. Yeah. Maybe he sits on it until he can tour, but, um, they put it out, didn't tour. They were able to do SNL. Right. Um, two people didn't Gary and Susie both passed on SNL because they didn't want to travel. Yep. Um, so it was the first time I think Gary had missed a show Hmm. ever. Um, but they did SNL, uh, then, as we all know, but the only reason you're listening to this podcast is because you got into podcasts because uh, Springo and Obama, the original podcasters themselves, they started doing their show. Which that's right, I listened to it during during the <laughs> pandemic. That's right. Which uh, obviously, you know, uh, uh, trickled down uh, uh, listenership benefited all of us podcasts. Yep. Um, and, but then they were able to tour with it once the pandemic died down. Um, but he, uh, put out that Motown covers record, which we're not going to cover. Um, yeah, but maybe we'll do an episode about it down the line sometime. But, uh, uh, the, and now Springo is out there, uh, finishing up the tour of this, doing the makeup shows that, uh, he had to postpone due to illness. Um, those will take us through April or so. And then everyone's kind of wondering what is next. Yeah. There's a lot of theories that he's doing a second Motown album. Really? Uh, cause they had a lot more songs recorded for it. And okay. He was going to finish up some new ones. It probably sold well, right? I have no, I, I doubt yeah. it. I don't know. Who knows? Everything. I mean, everything he puts out probably sells well. Speaking yeah. of selling, what did this do? This, uh, commercial performance number two on the billboard 200. Um, making Springsteen the first act with new top five charting albums in each of the last six decades. Damn. Um, six decades. Six decades. Exactly. Um, hard to say how many it's, how many actual looks like in, 
The United Kingdom, it's it went gold. It went gold and platinum a lot of places. Uh, the U.S. Oh, I can't. I'm not getting that That's information. Right. Anyway, who who gives a shit? Yep. What do sales even mean anymore? Right. We do this for free. Yep. Um, but uh, a lot of people think, okay, is Born in the USA a big box set for that next? That would be great. Where they tour that entire album. A lot of people think Tracks Two is going to be next. That would be great. Because uh, uh, the reason that he put these three songs on the record was he was going through old stuff, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't know. But all we know is the very next thing he's going to do is a either one-on-one or two-on-one or two-on-two interview with um, the two of us. Absolutely. And he's going to be bringing four chalky malts. That's right. That we're going to suck down in the first five minutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Adam, we promised it. This is our season finale. We are going to rank the records. Um, All, uh, how many? 19, no, 20. I'm not sure. All 20 of them, right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're including the promise, even though we didn't do a an episode about it. Um, no, all 19 of them. Let me count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. After that comes 10. 11, 12, 13, oh, 14, promise. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I have uh, 21. Okay. I did not count the promise. You want to pop it in there real quick? Give it a squeaker. Mm. We're not counting his Motown record because we haven't covered it. Right. I didn't count that. Did you count uh, Seeger? Yes. Devils and Dust? Yes. High Hopes? Yes. Uh, what other outlier? Did, did you put Western Stars in there? Yeah. Okay. Not the Western Stars soundtrack. No. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. I have twenty one for some reason, but huh. we'll okay. We'll see where uh, where we're going. You want to go from the bottom up? Let's go. It's more fun if it's top, uh, like the highest to highest to one. lowest. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. And do you want to switch off, or do you want to do your own, and then I'll do my? Let's own. fucking switch off, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah! But I have to uh, run to the restroom. Can we take a break and then come back and do this? Yeah, I guess so. Are you sure you don't want, want me to record you in the restroom? Uh, I mean, I'd be super into that. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Adam will have excavated his bowels, taken the world's largest shit. We'll be right back with more You Spring and Spring on my beat. stood stone like at midnight suspended in my masquerade and I combed my hair this is exactly exactly what I do every midnight comb your hair like that comb my hair and I also just freeze wherever I am yeah we're back you spring and springsteen on my bean and as promised this is very exciting we are going to rank springo's albums that's right. From what we consider to be best to worst. Adam's not putting the promise in because... Oh, we're starting with worst though, right? <laughs> you just said you wanted I said to I wanted to start... Top. You said top down to the Highest bottom. to the lowest, meaning highest number to the, to the <laughs> lowest number. <laughs> highest to lowest implies highest, meaning your best, your no. favorite. No, it doesn't. Highest <laughs> means 
starting with 20 and going down to okay, one. Okay, sure, whatever you Let's say. do that. That's more fun. Sure, whatever you Is say. that what you originally wanted to That's do? That's what I originally wanted to oh. do, and then you said, no, no, let's go highest to lowest. Listen, we're on the same page. Okay, I love that We're just about speaking ourselves. different languages. Exactly. I'm speaking English, and you're fucking speaking dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, um, you, you're not ranking The Promise because you haven't listened to it. I was just never, I we didn't missed do an, it because I thought it was like a yeah outtakes thing. We didn't do an episode about it. It's really fantastic. I'm going to include it, um, but um, we're going to switch off and we're going to start down at the bottom. Um, you know what? I won't include the promise. I'll tell you where it is. Okay, but, but we'll only we'll say it's twenty. So we're going to start at twenty. Okay. I'm going to technically have tw- twenty one, but and I'll tell you where it is, but. Does that make sense? All right, here we go. Yes. Let's, this is number 20. Adam, what is your number 20? Uh, my number 20 is High Hopes. High Hopes, you considered to be the nadir of his career. Um, this is, of course, High Hopes. Do you think I have High Hopes at the bottom? Yes. Or either that or working on a dream. I have working on a dream at the bottom. Yeah. I I just find that record, even though it has some good songs on yeah. it, I find it just confounding. It has some but it has some, I feel some like of the worst songs on it. Yeah, but I feel like there's a couple songs on there that are so bad that it just way better than Yeah. I don't know. I think I think you know what? I will say after we did the High Hopes record and we each came up with our track list for yeah. A combined American um, American Beauty slash High Hopes without the songs we don't like. I listened through it and it was great. Yeah. So that's why I bumped my next my number nineteen is High Hopes slash American Beauty. Okay. What is yours? Um, my next one, which would be number nineteen, is Working on a Dream. Right. Okay. So we just those are very close to yes. So we're on the same page here. Um, just have that transposed a little bit. Let's go up to number 18, Adam. 18. What's yours? Mine is Human Touch. Me too. Whoa. Human Touch. Human Touch. Got a couple of good songs on it, but uh, it's pretty thin and it's pretty repetitive. Yeah. And the performances, as much as I love Randy Jackson. Oh, yeah. Rando. Rando. I love seeing that billboard of whatever new show he's on and he's super thin. Is he on a show now? I think so. Good for him. Would love to be on a show. Look, you have a show. Yeah. Randy Jackson has a show. I know. Where's my show? What is your number 17? Number 17, I have a little album called Devils and Dust. Oh, wow. Mine Does, is uh, Lucky Town is number 17. Lucky Town. So you view those as being pretty... Yeah, I actually had them together as one album, which is right. why my thing was at 19. Right. But yeah, Lucky Town was a little better than Human Touch, I thought. I like Lucky Town better than Devils and Dust. Devils and Dust, I like conceptually, and I like a few songs, but it just doesn't hang together for me. Yeah. Remember we did uh, Lucky Touch, the combination yeah. of the two? Yeah, that, and that's a really great album. That's a good album. Yeah, mine's a little better than yours, but... Um, Hmm. We both did a good job. Okay. What is your number? 16? Uh, well, no, you didn't say what your- uh, 17? Yeah, 20, Lucky 19, 18. Oh, yeah, you did. What's Sorry. your 17? Oh, you said. <laughs> Devils and Dust. <laughs> okay. okay, 16. 16. I have the Seeger Sessions. Me too. 
Wow. That's amazing. Okay, then what's your 15? Devils and Dust. Okay, I have Lucky Town. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's all the so same. So it's all so similar. Okay, yeah. no, but this is where we may start yeah, to diverge. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is your number 14? Wrecking Ball. That's my number it 14. Is. <laughs> all right. All right. What's number 13? Wait, where the fuck is it? Oh, Ghost of Tom Joad. Interesting. Mine's Tunnel of Love. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go to 12. What's your 12? Western Stars. Interesting. I've go- I've Ghost of Tom Joad here. Okay. All right. What's your then? I mean, this is where it starts getting interesting because they're all really good. Yeah, yeah. So this is—is this the top ten? No, we're on eleven. We're on eleven. Okay. What's your number? Because I really like Western Stars. Uh huh. Eleven is Wild, The Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. Mine's Western Stars. Okay. Okay. So now we're in our top ten. Top ten. All right. Here we go. What is your number ten? Letter to you. That is my number ten. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. What is number nine? Greetings from Asbury Park. That's my number no nine. No <laughs> shit. Wow. What's your number eight? I just changed those three around, like four of them around just before we started talking. Um, number eight, Darkness on the Edge of Town. I have The Wild, The Innocent, which okay. you, you yep. put at 12 or 11. 11. Okay. Number eight, Seven. is it now? Seven. Mine is Tunnel of Love. Okay. So you're, that's where we diverge here. Yep. I put Tunnel of Love, even though it has some great highs in it. Yeah. Um, There's some snoozers. Some snoozers. I put Nebraska next. Whoa, at seven. At seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to diverge quite a bit here. Okay. All right, number six. For me, it's magic. I have The Rising. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five? Number five. Oh, by the way, I put The Promise in here. Oh, right. This That's is where right. the promise goes. Right. I, I like the promise better than The Rising, Nebraska. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I, I love that one. Yeah. So what's your number five? My number five, Born to Run. Wow. Okay. Mine is The Rising. Interesting. So you yeah. like The Rising better than Magic. I thought- uh, Just the um, the uh, emotional Everything content. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But there's Magic as an album is more cohesive. Okay. What's your number four? I can't believe I just said that. Can you slap me across the face? <laughs> sure. Okay. Number four is the river. I have darkness at okay. the edge of town. Okay. What's your number three? Okay, we're in the top three now. Top three. This is this is where it really comes down to yeah, it. Yeah, I know two of yours. Okay. Number three is Born to Run. Okay. I have, and this may sound like heresy, I have magic at number three. Wow. You know, my... Magic originally for me ranked in like maybe I wanted to put it at three, but I was like, I can't. I, can't I, I know, like in terms of the history of Bruce, know, you but can't, it's but I just love so it. So good. It, it, and for me, as the record that sort of brought me back into the fold, yeah, uh, I think it's so consistent and so it's tuneful. So good. I just, I, I have to be, I had to be honest with this. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, it's the one album I've been listening to the most. Like consistently since we've been doing this show. All right. What's number two for you? Number two, Born in the USA. I also have Born in the USA as my new number two. Okay. I knew what your number one was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Number one's the river. Okay. Number one for me is Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. These are both, we kind of knew that these would be, uh, Nebraska is the one that, the first one you bought. 
Yeah. The thing that got you into it. Yes. And I still just love it so much. I mean, it's from like 10 down. These are all great. Like 13, 13, 13 Yeah, 13 or so. They're just great albums. Yeah. Um, Where was Co- Ghost of Tom, Tom Joad for you? That is uh, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. 12, 12 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I probably would have been lower for me, except when we did the deep dive on it, I really Same. went into the lyrics. I, I didn't like it as much as I thought thought i did right. when we really dove into it you know it 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 goes to show if you pay attention to an album yeah. you like it more <laughs> instead of just putting it on a couple of times yeah. and going like yeah this just sounds fine that's right um well adam this this was a pleasure to do super fun um, super fun i i'm glad that you suggested always. it um did i suggest springsteen you did i had suggested a different uh spinoff type show first and and then what um, was it it was the one that we talked about last time we saw each other uh yes. which we may end up doing that's right at some point but uh um i think we should do another yeah we should de- well this is episode 98 is it really yeah i feel like jesus obviously springo's gonna reach out like three uh, uh, i mean it's about three hours per episode safely i would say so three hundred hours we've spent doing this. <laughs> um, we we it's not three hours. Our episodes yeah, two they're hours. Two, they're two. Okay, I I would imagine you you know what I'll bring all of my recording equipment, which is uh, an entire recording studio. Yeah, with me to New York. Yeah, and maybe it's like we, one. It's one of those tiny houses, right? It's a small house. Yeah, that you put on the back of a pickup truck. Yep, it takes yeah. four weeks to get from mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Because to, uh, you got to take York a lot City. of breaks. Oh yeah. And I bring my recording studio um, on set. Yeah. So obviously, episode 99 is going to be the Springo interview. Uh, three hours. Right. Three hours and 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, all chit chat. Yeah. Uh, that'll be episode 99. Then maybe we'll do an episode 100 um, at some point. Uh, yeah. Our anniversary is coming up. Um, I do want to thank everyone who uh, helped us with this season, putting everything together. Our yeah. producer, uh, Scott Sani. Uh, Sonny, rather, uh, Dasani without the duh, as he put it. Um, mm. He uh, had a lot of passion for this show and That's would uh, listen to them like right away when I would send them and get back to me about uh, what themes we would need for the sub podcast. He also put together all of the uh, our demands in a document and uh, every sub podcast. He made a list of every sub podcast wow. we've done over the season and uh, so a sub podcast heavy season yes i would say some might say a crutch we were leaning upon you think (laughs) i feel like there were more sub podcasts this season than um the last couple seasons maybe i I mean i could tell you uh uh some of the ones we've done this year i mean are we going to do an extravaganza (laughs) bad headshot experiences did i tell you about that do you not know stones we just did that last uh, episode etymologies of course one of our favorites (laughs) one of my favorites explaining reality shows to adam (laughs) so many great i mean that's just scratching the surface uh but thanks to scott uh thanks to sam Kiefer, of course for putting these together thank you scott thank you sam uh thanks to everyone at earwolf this is our last episode uh, at earwolf this is our last one there oh wow we are uh no longer doing it there they have treated us well they did for quite a few years, <laughs> but now 
We are uh, persona non grata, <laughs> perhaps. Um, but this, so this is the final episode uh, there. Uh, but uh, that's not going to affect you. It'll, you'll still get it uh, exactly where you've always gotten it. Don't know where we're going to end up now, but uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to love it when we do. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it for us. But uh, Adam. Have a great time doing your S show, whatever it may be titled. Starts with an S. It does. That I remember that. That's right. And uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye. Bye.